brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. Welcome to another episode of Honest Money. I'm, I'm smiling today because we've got a repeat guest and I really enjoyed our last conversation. So Tam, thanks so much for, for joining us again. I know, I know you don't like the, the, being on the front of the, of the camera and the microphone, but I, but I appreciate your willingness to chat with us. Thanks, Warren. It's definitely nerve-wracking being on the side, but I think I've racked up enough experience through all the other podcasts and listening and editing to push through, but I'm excited to be on the show. So, so for regular listeners, you'll you'll you might recognise Tam, but for for new new listeners, Tam works on the Honest Money podcast. So she she is our our kind of producer extraordinaire, and and so so she she always ends up getting a list of questions she wants to ask, and 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 people ask her questions. So eventually, we we kind of have to force her in front of the microphone. So Tam, th- th- this is your time. Thanks, Warren. I appreciate it. So obviously working on Honest Money, I've learned a lot and I get more and more questions as we go. And the one topic that I would really like to talk about, and it's also a topic that comes up quite a lot via our WhatsApp line and Twitter, is sort of budgeting tips on how we can actually just survive all of the increases that are happening, costs that we can bring down to potentially bring our savings up. And yeah, just sort of looking for some financial tips from you. Okay. So, so budgeting, you know, is, is always going to be a question of trade-offs. It's always going to be about, you know, I've got X amount of money and it's always going to be not enough, right? That's, that's how life is. And, and then it's about saying, well, what do I want more? And what's not that necessary to me? So, you know, I think it's, it starts and, and it sounds like a kind of a psychological trick first, but, but actually you've got to look at this and say, I'm not giving something up. I'm choosing to spend my money in one place and I'm choosing not to spend it in another. And, and it's, it's key to, to kind of, before you start an exercise like this, just to say, yes, I know we all need to get to the end of the month and, and, you know, survive that that's fine. But, but let's assume we're not just planning for survival. We're planning for growth and, you know, we're planning to live a, a, a better than survival life. Th- then it's about understanding what's really important to you. What are the things that kind of motivate you? What, what are the things that in your soul are, are kind of frightening you so that you need to deal with them? And, and then set out your priorities that way first. So, so you've got to make sure that your money aligns with what's important to you. What are your kind of core values? And some of them are very positive, you know. So for someone like me, I, I work on goals. You know, I, I need to know that at the start of the year, we're going to go on holiday and I will work hard to save enough money for the holiday. But the, that's the reward. The, the, the other part of it is I need to save for financial freedom. So. So once I've hit my financial freedom goal, I know for, for the year in terms of savings, I can, I can start working on my, my holiday goal and both are then motivating. Whereas other people might have a deep fear. You know, they might, they might be sitting there saying, I'm so worried about, you know, having enough money on retirement and I'm, I'm terrified that, you know, I don't want to get to the end of the month or the end of the year and just be, you know, drowning in debt, et cetera. So, so for someone who's fear driven, it's, it's important to analyze those fears properly to say, well, what's the core issue? What is the thing that most worries you? And if you deal with that, it, it tends to kind of free up that person psychologically. They kind of have a weight off their shoulders and, and they can make more constructive long-term decisions. But, you know, if you're fear driven and you live in fear all the time, you can't think, you know, six months ahead, forget about 20 years ahead. So, so you've got to get your brain into kind of long-term thinking, which is 
first deal with the fear, deal with the thing that's kind of ca- causing the fight or flight response inside your inside your being. So that, that's the, the coaching part of the conversation, Tam. But, but I think practically, once you've kind of figured out your values, what are the things that are important to you? Then it's a case of saying, okay, so, so let's have a look at how I spend today. Don't, don't worry about what you think you should be spending or the, like this is not a test where you've got to go and impress someone and say, gee, I'm so conservative. This is about you living your life. And, and so if you can go and look at the last three months of expenses, actually understand how it is that you have spent your money for the last three months and, you know, understand, well, you know, I'm spending, for, for example, you buy kind of five coffees a day, you know, and they're, and they're all lovely coffees, but they're all costing you 30 bucks or 40 bucks a coffee. And, and you know, that starts to add up. And, and is that really important to you? For someone, some people, it might be hugely important. For other people, mm-hmm. it's kind of a mindless thing. You know, they just get into a habit and they just go and they, they spend. And then, you know, if, if they actually look at how much they're spending on something like that, they go, well, hang on, I don't, that's not important to me. I'm just doing it as a as a hobby or a habit or be, to be social. If that's the case, find another way to be social. Find another way to get your coffee you know, consumption. You know, people who spend a lot of money on takeaway coffees, you know, go and buy a good coffee machine and and coffee beans, and you find you'll save lots of money over a year or two. So, yeah. so it's about it, it's about understanding what you spend, how you spend, and then cutting out or reducing maybe the the things that are just irrelevant to you. They're just not important. Um, mm-hmm. I think. That's, that's one thing COVID actually taught me was how much money I was spending on entertainment without being cognizant of it. You know, you've obviously, or not you, but for me, for instance, I've got my entertainment budget for the month. But when entertainment stopped and we couldn't go to restaurants and we couldn't get takeouts or deliveries or quick, you know, check a 60 drop offs or whatever the case is, you end up realizing how much money you spend unnecessarily on unimpactful things in a sense because you don't get value for your money after that drink is done it's done after that coffee is done it's done you know where it's it's reallocating the funds in a way that would make a more lasting impact and I think I always think about Mapalo when she said on the one podcast keeping up with the Kamalos like her one of her rules was stop trying to keep up with the Kamalos and when you're talking about the psychology part of it it's you know, I think it's also a subliminal thing where, you know, your kids go to these schools and now the kids are asking for what their friends have. And then, you know, you get trapped into the psychological spending without knowing it because you don't want your kids to feel left out or you don't want to feel left out or whatever the case is. And then you're doing it without realizing the value and the understanding behind doing it. So that's very good advice. And I think maybe also, you know, if you say, well, look, I don't want to, I don't want to stop, you know, seeing my friends or spending time with friends. You know, maybe it's just a, it's finding different ways to do that. You know, you know, I, we, we live in a place where where kind of nature is kind of part of our lives. You know, so so finding new ways to spend time with friends. You know, you know, either going for hikes or walks or picnics or those kinds of things can you know can be kind of really good and really enjoyable and and not nearly as expensive as you know eating out in a in a restaurant or going for drinks all the time. So, so it's again, you know, it's saying what's important to me. Okay, it's the time with the friends, not where we spend the time. And and then be a, you know, kind of be a drive for change. You know, most of us spend time with friends that are in similar circumstances to ourselves. So if you're kind of honest with them to say, you know, I'm just, I'm tired of spending all this money on restaurants and I'd love to save that money. It's amazing how you kind of give them the freedom to say, yeah, me too. You know, can't, can't we do something different? 
I think when it comes to food and maybe food consumption at home, you know, that's another big one. So, so just a little bit of planning, a little bit of kind of bulk cooking makes a huge difference. You know, so it's one of those things where if we live day to day, we don't plan ahead. Number one, it's quite draining and stressful when you're tired from working, you know, long hours to kind of think about what you have to eat every night making decisions again and then cooking and then, you know, getting going. And I, I know from lots of conversations with, with long-term couples that, you know, that's often a source of conflict as well, you know. So, so solving that problem is, is saying, let me kind of plot out a week or, or even, you know, create three or four weekly schedules that you kind of rotate and, and then, you know, buy accordingly. So go and buy, you know, in bulk and if you can some of the things you know cook them you know cook in bulk and you know our house is full of kind of tupperwares we've got like the one portion tupperware and the two portion tupperware and we you know we will spend a weekend not an entire weekend but we'll spend some of our weekend you know cooking big meals and then breaking them up into lunch portions and dinner portions and then they go in the freezer and you know we, we'll start and you know kind of go from the top of the freezer down. So we, you know, if it's Monday, we hit the top drawer and we just kind of take out a meal. doesn't matter what it is. We know we'll like it because we cooked it. And mm-hmm. so we work our way through from the top to the bottom and there's no thinking, there's no decision-making and, and no spending money on takeaways and, and junk food. And, and, and health-wise makes a huge impact. Um, For sure. We were actually chatting over the weekend with friends and we were saying, you know, that doing research in terms of your groceries is just as important as well because you really can get stuff cheap at different stores yes it's a it's a pain to have to shop at various places but if you collectively saving 500 rand a month by doing that it's worth it and there's a lot of price check websites that you can actually utilize at home where you can see our cleaning products cheap at willies than it is at checkers or at pick and pay you know so you can do price checks and i think if you're consistent enough with it, the savings would be beneficial at the end. But you've just got to put in that little bit of extra effort, just like you're saying with meal planning. It's just that little bit of extra effort that can save a buck here or two. And, and you're right about, you know, grocery shopping, you know, can be <clears throat> saving you hundreds of rands. We look at, you know, we started shopping at kind of the local greengrocer rather than any of the big national chains. And, and the reason we did that was actually health-wise. You know, we wanted stuff that was fresh from the market, you know, at least, you know, at maximum kind of a week old. And my wife kind of said to me the one day, you, you know, we're saving for two people hundreds of rands a week just by buying our fruit and veg from the greengrocer, not from one of the big national chains. And and for me, you know, the health benefit was huge, but but the financial benefit's been, you know, really nice as well. So, so you know, a little bit of shopping around, a little bit of effort makes a, a, a huge difference. Uh, if we talk about shopping around, I think also, you know, at least once a year, you should be reviewing all of your kind of debit orders. You know, what, what are you paying? So if you've got a debit order for your, for your account for your car insurance, go and get some quotes. Go, go and, you know, find out, you know, that what you're paying today is still reasonable. You know, a, a car companies kind of get into a routine where they, you know, kind of just upgrade your, your, your premiums every year and they'll tell you that they reduce the value of your car and whatever it is. But, but it's amazing that a bit of shopping around will, will help with that. And the, the same with your life and disability insurance, you know, kind of shopping around every three years just to make sure that you've got the right premium, getting quotes again. I think that makes sense. Look, look at all the subscriptions you've got on your bank account. You know, you know so we, 
we tend to subscribe to kind of streaming services and you know for me it's it's definitely magazine subscriptions you know i read a lot on on a on a, on a reader on a kindle and, and so i'm forever like buying new magazines that i think are really interesting and then you know once a year i go hang on i haven't read some of these for for months now i'm just going to unsubscribe mm-hmm. and and you know like all of those things that run off your account just check you know check your cell phone contract is it still worth having a contract shouldn't you be on pay as you go do, do a little bit of homework there and uh, you know your big your big expenses are obviously the ones you should focus on but lots of small expenses add up to a big expense so so cover everything you know for sure for sure Warren I actually was at the beginning of this year I had gone through my debit orders and I was paying for multiple streaming services that I wasn't necessarily using anymore and I actually stopped those subscriptions and used that money to then pay for an online course to try and upskill myself so I could potentially get a side hustle to bring in a third revenue of income. And I think for me, I've already noticed the difference. Just just having a that like, you know, having a little cash injection that helps every now and then, but also upskilling yourself to the sense that whatever you're doing or however you upskilling is obviously going to help you in your future. And we were discussing it a little bit earlier on before we started the show on, you know, the life expectancy is increasing higher and higher. And if someone had to say to me, millennials are going to live until 120, I am going to freak because I don't have enough money to keep me alive until 120. So it's little changes that I'm trying to do now in my 30s that will hopefully benefit me back, you know, fast forward. So taking those little little expenses into account and then even just reallocating those little expenses, because if you were spending it anyway, then maybe spending it in a smarter way could help. But I don't know, what what is your advice around younger people trying to now have to navigate being alive for 30, 40 years longer than, you know, what we thought and having to make all these little budgeting changes now to help benefit that? I mean, I think the so so the maths of this is quite simple. You know, you know, if you if you spend ten thousand rand, you know, in an average month, you know, just understanding that that you you need a lot less capital to be financially free than someone who's spending a hundred thousand rand a month. You know, just just very kind of very simply. So so controlling your expenses to live a good and reasonable life and then allowing your income to grow faster than your expenses over the next kind of decade makes a huge difference in, in the way that you get yourself set up financially, the way you control your expenses and, and, and then, you know, giving yourself the freedom to make important decisions later. I mean, I think, you know, kind of people as they start out their careers, they, they start to earn and then they allow their expenses to grow as fast as their as their earnings. Now I understand that in year one, two, and three, because you know the first two or three years of earning is just never enough. It's just not enough. But but by the end of year three, you know, as your salary rises, you should be you should be flatlining your expenses a little bit. You know, allow your expenses to increase slight, slightly, but not a lot. Um, and, and I think that's a huge impact. I, I think you're doing the one thing wh- re- which is really important is investing in yourself. Keep yourself kind of learning. Keep your, your you know, your education kind of ongoing. It doesn't have to be millions of degrees and those kinds of things, you know, short courses, you know, lots of reading and keeping your brain kind of flexible uh, to, to new information is, is really important. And, and you know, I think to, to me, I think financial freedom is going to be a, an evolving concept because, you know, I certainly see myself going, okay, so if I hit financial freedom and I stop at age 45, 
what do I do for the next kind of, you know, 60 years or 40 years or whatever? And, and I mean, I don't want to kind of be, you know, be a, a raging alcoholic on the patio looking at the sea, you know, like that, that's a meaningless last half of my life. So, so I think getting to the point where you don't have to work, but, but you choose to work, you know, that, that's a goal. And I think, you, you know, if someone says to me, you can kind of live a very healthy, very productive life and keep going in that way until age 75 or 80 and then kind of you know you might you might have to taper off well that that sounds exciting you know I, but, but then i want to be able to do that so investing in yourself is key there yes. mm -hmm. but i suppose you know investing in your health early will also you know contribute towards a healthier lifestyle less ailments being able to work a little bit longer but i suppose that's the ultimate goal right is to be able to retire when you want to but then focus your attention and your time onto a hobby or a passion or something that does keep your soul alive, I guess, for a better sense of the word. And then Warren, my other question was, how do you know when you're saving enough? So I understand like keeping your expenses low, staying within your means, but how do you, I mean, I think that's just a constant worry for me. There's a lot of calculators available online, but how do you know if you're doing enough? Because if I'm not saving enough now monthly, then I'd rather cut down on my holidays or I'd rather, you know, cut down on the little luxuries that I do save towards because it is this just underlying anxiety that I'm just never going to be able to save enough. So, so I think, you know, understanding that, that you've got to kind of live within your priorities and your means as well is important. So, so asking the personal trainer, am I training enough? Probably never, you know, there's never enough, but, but, but there is obviously there's a balance. So, so let's say if you're saving 33 out of every hundred rand that you're earning, I think that's an incredible saving rate. I think that that's, you know, that, that kind of sets you up for, for financial freedom very quickly. But, but you, you know, if you tell people that on day one, you know, people listening to this podcast are immediately rolling their eyes because there'll be a lot of people that would say, there's just no way I can do that. So, so let me go the other way, which is you shouldn't be saving less than 15 rand out of 100. So, so at the very least, okay. every month, okay. 15 out of 100. And, and if you're struggling to kind of, you know, get somewhere, then don't give up. You, you need to get started. So, so then maybe you're saving nothing today. Then the answer is save 50 rand this month, just 50 bucks. Just see what you can do. Just, just try that, put it away and invest it. And then, you know, in, in three or four months time, if that's working, try a hundred bucks and see how that goes. And, and so incrementally start to kind of increase your, your savings, because I think it's impossible, like with, you know, crash diets, crash diets don't work because, you know, you go from, eating terribly to kind of eating incredibly healthily. And, and that, that change is so big and it's so sudden, it's not sustainable. So it's the same with money. You know, we've got to make our money habits change incrementally over time. And, and if you're struggling and you've, you already cut everything down and you're, you're kind of living a terrible life, th th then the next raise you get, save that. And, okay. and you know, maybe okay. you can't cut anymore. So, so I think there are ways that you can do it to, to kind of suit yourself. But, but the, the people that are earning well, that, aren't, that know that they're, they're, they're kind of got scope to cut things and cut expenses, I, I think the goal is 33 out of 100 rand. You know, if you can save that, you know, then by all means, spend the rest on, on your life, entertainment, holidays, education, all of those things, and, and watch, how, watch how your financial picture changes over time. That's very, very good advice. I think, you know, I think... It, it, you get quite put off knowing that you have to save 30% of your salary or 15% of your salary or even 10%, you know, because it's so daunting. How am I going to be able to afford? I'm already living month to month and now I have to put this massive chunk of change aside. 
where I think doing it in smaller steps becomes more manageable over time, you know, and I think then you start becoming a little bit more savvy with how you save, where you cut costs, how you upskill, how you get a, you know, a freelance job on the side or whatever the case is, because then your brain is sort of now directing your goals towards something instead of just panicking and out of fear, which ties back to what you said in the beginning of the podcast. Very, very interesting advice. Thank you, Warren. This is great. This is a nice metric to have to follow on through. Well, Tam, I think we were, we're blown through our time. So thank you so much for, for joining and for the conversation. Let, let's hope that, that you and your friends kind of get some value and, and we, we have this follow-up conversation in, some, in the months ahead. For sure, definitely. Warren, thank you so much. It was lovely being back on the show. I am definitely happy behind the screen as well. So <laughs> it was great. Thank you, Warren. Brought to you by Prescient Investment Management. Informed by science. Guided by insight. Prescient Investment Management is an authorized FSP. 